this shit crazy. Black matter. Feel me? La, 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 la. Yeah, right. Uh, love, uh, love. You niggas ain't bout it. What don't kill you make you stronger. Still supply on them corners. I was doubted since coded niggas been folded. Ain't nothing to a nigga to expose them. How you gonna win when you live life is sin? See, it makes sense when you find what's within. Like to welcome you guys back to the motherfucking High Coast podcast. I go by Sosa Godfrey. Yeah. It's move, babe. The sound man is in the back. He has no name but sound man. No name but sound man. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, niggas. Oh, by the way, guys. That's right. In our road book. I know I wrote a book, right? No. I wrote a book. Um, that's my card for my book, if you guys are interested. It's Whoa. 1125 online, which is my birthday. I made it so that it will be... Yo. Once we... I get enough money, I'll actually buy it, buy a bunch of books so I can sell them, because the actual book says it's $11.11. I meant to bring it with me, but... Okay, so I could buy it online and read it online? No, nah, you can't read it online. Only because I feel as though I want people to really get into yeah, it. Yeah, I like it's that. important to All right, so once I buy it, then I'll get it from you, right? No, nah, it, it'll send it you straight. straight to you. Yeah, I, I, I self-published it, so that's a self-publishing Whoa. company. Yeah. Congrats. Thank definitely, you. I'm glad you gave me this information because definitely want to talk about this too. Yeah. I want to talk about all my different like Please. aliases. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, randomly, I've been reading some Baldwin lately. Yeah, this nigga Charles been quoting. Do you? I so I I ordered books from Frederick Douglass, Asada Shakur, and. Angela Davis, but Rest they just too deep. Well, you know why I like Baldwin because some of it is fiction, mm. so it's not like um, like I'm reading this book called "If Bill Street Could Talk Right Now," yeah. uh-huh. and it's like, ain't they about to make a movie off of that? They joke? did make a movie. Ah, okay. so um, and what I like about it is like, like back like, in the day, they about to make another one. I think they're about to make it, but they have made. Okay, okay so I did so, recently hear yeah. about they about to make a movie. They made one, they made one day, before, yeah. but they're okay. about to make another one. Um, but the thing I like about Baldwin in particular is that, like... Uh, Spike Lee was trying to get that jump for a break. Oh, for real? Yeah. I feel, you know I fuck with Spike, though. So. I, I really appreciate that he doesn't give a fuck that nobody kind of likes... Like, nobody in the past has liked where he was going with mm-hmm. it. But yeah. it's like he still saw his own vision. That's I, like, I appreciate it. I like people like that. I, I'm, I'm a contrarian by nature. So, mm-hmm. like, once I feel like people don't like somebody... I'm more inclined to like them mm. because it's like, why don't you like them? How do you feel about Kanye? Right oh, now? you know, he loves that's, Kanye. that's my guy. Okay. My thing about Kanye is that I don't know him. <laughs> so it makes, <laughs> it makes it so much easier to okay. be like, oh, yeah. like if Mook was out here doing some of that shit, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, now, now I actually have to get invested. Yeah, I have to be invested yeah. because like I know him and yeah. like that's a bad character for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I, I can't get past the fact that he predicted everything he's doing now. That fucks me and up. And that's my thing, because if you listen to his music, he has told us, he this literally is the person, said, this, this is, is the man who I'm going to become. Like, he didn't lie to us in any oh, sense. That's what you, I thought he was saying, like, this is what happens. I didn't know he was saying, this is was, what I'm about to do. Well, this is what I thought, because, like, <laughs> I listened to College Dropout, like, I was listening to um, Late Registration the other day, and he, <gasps> says, and he says something on one song about, like, um, Kitty's that spray. Just, like, just how he's feeling. And I was like, well, this, you sound like it's crazy when you get on you ask for a white girl like <laughs> right. all of these things are like Co- connected they're, they're connected and, and I was listening to his last wild. album and he said something to the effects of like uh, black on black ma- black lives matter was worse than black or black crime the Jews teach uh, the Jews it. teach theirs the truth on how to make a dime and I was like yo you, everyone overlooked this in 2015 like it's not that long ago when he was saying 
shit like this in his music. No, no, no. That's my point. It's okay. So my last CD, I took a break from him. College dropout was just epic. And then that song, I don't know. I don't think it's on an album, but that song, Bittersweet, that he yeah. has with uh. That guy, John Mayer. Yeah, that John is a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next CD, it had like a several classics, but I feel like he was getting more into like people that like instruments um, as his music kept going. So it's like that other CD that people like. I wasn't really into it because it was more Ada instrumental. There it is. It was more instrumental. I'm not. Really, I'm a lyrical person. It wasn't enough for I me. Like um, See, uh, but I like the perspective here. Like these yeah. are like at least to me somewhat. Thought out and it yeah, makes, no. You know I try, like when people used to be like, "Why don't you like Kim Kardashian?" I was like, "Why are you mad at me?" Because I don't like this. Like, I don't know what her talent is. I can't get into it. Like, what is her talent? Looking pretty? Anybody can look pretty. Everybody sees one girl that has a glow up. Anybody can do that. It's like they used to be mad at me. Like I, I used to really get in arguments, and they'd be like, "Tasia, I just don't understand what you have against this lady." It's not that I have something against it. It's just I don't understand why you want me to know who she is. Like when I say I don't watch the, what, what it, yeah, that they be like, "What do you mean?" Like somebody said the the ideal like standard right now is the young one. What's the young one? Kylie. Kylie Kardashian. I was like. No way. It's like, who the fuck is looking at her? Like, I've never followed any of them on social media. Like, I, I was, it's funny, I was just had a conversation with a friend about sort of like uh, marketing and stuff, and I was trying to tell him that, like, in my opinion, marketing is sort of a farce because people like what they're told to like. Exactly. Like, that's how people operate, especially in this country. Like, if you be like, yo, this is bad, it could be good for them. But if mm-hmm. you tell, if enough people, and as, you know. Boo-boo. You know, if enough people say something isn't good or something is, people just tend to believe it without any sort of thought process for themselves. So I'm like, yo, a lot of shit that you think you like, you probably don't even like. Mm-hmm. You've just been told, like, yo, you got to like this. So exactly. now you like it. So, I mean, it's a very weird concept to me. People are weird. I mean, people might disagree with this, but, like, cleaning up, right? I do not like cleaning up. I'm sorry. There are some people that like cleaning up. I do not like cleaning up. I was told I should like cleaning up because if you don't clean up, your house will get dirty. I don't disagree. I will want to clean one day. But do I like cleaning up? Like, you're pushing it. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. People that enjoy cleaning up, it's just like, okay, it's like that might be a satisfaction for them. Yeah, I have a theory that it's just a control thing. Like, you can control cleaning. You can't control, like, when I notice my mom does that, when, like, she's irritated with life, she just goes into clean mode. I've done that before, and I got stuck on a pot for, like, three hours because I, like, got the Brillo pad, and I saw, like, I scraped it, and I saw silver underneath. I was like, oh, I can get, no, that is the worst thing to do. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't go to cleaning when I feel out of control. I smoke. Just know, guys, when I saw your post, I was so scared because I was like, I want to go. I was like, should I say something? I was like, are people like extra official if they're on it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, nah. Bro, this is this is the homies kicking it with other homies yeah. about, you know, interesting comments. Feel free to invite to be... me back. Y'all know I love talking. No, you come, listen, we, this is the only the beginning. We got a whole... Niggas report. Now I heard rolled up and then, yeah, what y'all doing? We rolling, rolling up, up and then we're going to record. We did just have a nice segue job. We had a nice beginning pre-episode, though. Yeah, you know, you know, as long as it's recorded, we do it. Oh, shit. Look at 
record it. We go straight through, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm a robo. Oh, you know, you can wear one for now and then one for the after. Okay, cool. Oh, you can, you know what? You could even just roll this one. We'll spark, come back, and then when you finish, we'll roll the second one. Okay, y'all. Welcome back. Another episode of the High Codes Podcast, the best podcast. Um, we have a guest for you today. A big guest. A big guest. Oh. And she's gonna be modest. She's not gonna talk herself up, but <laughs> I will do it for her. We have the multidimensional, the multi-talented Kip. The multi-alias. <laughs> multi-alias. Right. Kip with us today. Everyone have it up for Kip. Hey guys. What up, Kip? How are you? Kip, um... Pretty fried, thanks to you. That's pretty fried. Listen, a lot of people have come here. This is... I might say this might be the best gas that has been brought to us. I'm, uh-huh. I'm not... I don't... You might, might be the first guest that sparked us uh, without us matching, too. You know what I'm really? saying? She, she she took care of us tonight. I'm I'm looking for somebody, but she... Kip held it down, and... Boop, boop. This is a... <laughs> So this is all about you right now. This is all about you. I am you guys really, are making me blush. No, I'm really oh. nice and fried. I'm keeping it a buck. I'm yeah. keeping it keeping it real one hundred. I'm staying nice um, and toasty. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, we have Kip, and you do a lot of things, and yeah. we got you on here specifically to talk about mental health. Yes, Lord. Um, we did a mental health episode, maybe like our one of our first first episodes a while back, mm-hmm. and you know things have changed in I think all of our lives. Hopefully, some of the listeners as well. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think we need to revisit mental health, especially in the climate we are living Yo, in now. Let's Crazy. talk about it. Um, mental health. What is your sort of your well, your take on mental health right now? Me. Yes. Um, so I'm actually thinking about starting a YouTube, and uh, I want to call it like mentally nil. And basically, right now, I just feel as though people are not mentally healthy. We talk a lot about, like, physical health and, you know, like, let's eat good. But it's like, your brain is really important. Like, people don't know this, but when I stress out, I break out in hives. I be itching. Like, shit is crazy. And I, I used to walk the physics, and I was on all this medicine because the doctors couldn't figure it out. But I was just stressed about passing the test. And it's like, your mind and stress... It, like, works crazy. I'm taking a health class right now, and I found out it fucks up your reproductive system, your metabolism, your uh, immune system, mm-hmm. your digestive system. Like, it basically shuts your body down. Stress. Yeah. You, and um, die from stress. Yeah, but that stress is mental. Yeah. So it's like, and stress is not about what you're actually going through. It's about what you perceive that you're going through. So perception is a part of that, too. And it it's like... You know, I teach. Yes, I be stressed. Yeah, I be stressed out because mental health is not considered at all. Mm-hmm. Like when you say that, um, first I would ask, considered by who? Like the the authorities that are. Um, I'll say the structure of education mm-hmm. is not considered by the structure of education. So top down. Yeah, because you know we still do factory learning, but we don't have factory jobs. That's a fact. Mm. That's not healthy. Mm. Like. 
You teaching these kids something, then you send them off yeah. to somewhere and they're learning something else. They don't know what the fuck they doing. Yeah, it's like they taught to sit somewhere for all these hours, but at your job, you might do that one day, and then the next day you got to switch it up. And then the next day they might switch it up, and they might keep switching up shit until they figure out what they want you to do. You never know what type of profession you're going to end up in. And it's like they are only prepared for certain structures. And then another thing is they giving them whack-ass in- incentives for, like, doing basic shit. Stop what? complimenting them for sitting down. Mm. Then you wondering why they want to compliment for doing everything. You compliment them on basic shit. So are you saying that, like, I don't want to say, like, I don't know how I can word this, but are you saying that education, like, as a structure is sort of breeding or sort of, like, sort of breeding or me- playing a part in, like, why maybe our mental health or our stress levels oh, are the way they so are? So another thing I read, right? There's like a fish. I don't know this fish. I got to look this up. But it's a fish that works itself to death. It's just what it does. It likes to swim across the ocean. And because it does that, it ends up working itself to death. Humans, we don't really work ourselves to death, quote unquote. When we're overworked, we have suicidal thoughts. And you wonder why most of these children are suicidal now? They're overly stressed. Stress changes depending on your age. So what doesn't seem stressful for us as adults can make them go insane as children. Mm. Therefore, they are overly stressed and suicidal so early in life, and they don't real we don't realize like they're taking on some of the stress from their parents. Like, mm. why are you five years old worrying about whether the bills are gonna get paid? No, that's a fact. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. How can you handle that as a five-year-old? Your no. stress is supposed to be, can I play with my friend today? Oh, that is. You like, feel me? I had a low-key, like, my niece was going to do something like this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, she had, she had anxiety and all that. And we took her to get help. And she actually came to us and was like, yo, I need to talk to someone. Wow, that's and beautiful. And so, I was like, yo, that's vicious. Yes. And then I was like, I told her mother, I was like, listen to her. Like, we got to listen to her. I was like, only she knows. So, I was like, do so. You, okay, so let me tell you, my therapist been helping me with this, right? Oh, I'm in therapy now, by the way. I go every Tuesday, oh, yeah, weekly. That's why I'm healing. Her, like, her therapist was like, your uncle is the one that helped me. I had to Yo, myself on the back I was just about to say, like, you have time. become such a person for her yeah. that allowed her voice to matter. And we don't really, like, speaking up is so important. Oh, and, yeah, I tell her that all the time. And it's all I about that like, one moment. Like, that one moment when somebody reaches out, if they get shut down. They could be shut down for like twenty years. You just like you just made her a better person, like from something simple as just listening. Now she called me and just like, oh yeah, like I don't, I don't even get to talk for like the first fifteen minutes. Right, that's beautiful. What's up with you? I'm up to curve. No, no, this this is very. I like the conversation. I like I like this conversation because um, I like how you put it into these age categories because I think that was something that you said and it really struck a chord with me. Um, kids stress and like as a child growing up because um, we're all 25, 26 mm-hmm. at this point we're, in, we're past adolescence fact. so we're, we can sort of look back on it now fun fact, fun fact. it stops at 26 your brain stops developing at 26 I mean, that's wow. that. yeah so like we're still adolescents technically technically but, but we're probably yeah. just at the end. Yeah, we're we're at the end. So right now, you kind of who you are. You know what I'm saying? Respect, yeah. respect. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. But I think, like like you said, since we're at the end, I think you can now sort of go back and look back and sort of understand something. So um, I guess I could share this. I remember being a real little kid and having um, someone really important to me not die, but tell me they were going to die. Mm. Like just be like, yo, I'm 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 gonna die. 
and just sort of stay here with me, that person's still alive now. What? Yeah. That person's still alive. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Wow. So for me, growing up, I've always been sort of cognizant of the idea of death. One of my aunts died when I was like 13, 14. People sort of passed in around, and you know, it happens. It's it's like, you don't really talk about it, but it happens. Mm -hmm. So more so recently... This, like, the beginning part of the season was a lot about death, mm-hmm. suicide, all these type of morbid conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, it was funny because we were doing a lot of it through humor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, that's how... I mean, that's how people deal with pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's how a lot of how I was approaching it. It was, everyone was like, yo, Chuck, what you keep talking about suicide? You, keep talking, you good? But it was all sort of, like, from a ha-ha standpoint. I think the turning point was that my godmother died December 30th, 2016. Oh, 2016 was a heavy year, man. Yeah, right? I was off the... 2016 wasn't this bad. I was banging that... <laughs> Sorry. I was banging that so hard the whole year. 2016 is not that bad. No, 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 no. I can't remember that. I was banging that shit the hardest. Everyone was like, oh, this is such a bad year. I was like, what? Donald Trump's... I was like, man, fuck all that. It's- mm-hmm. I saw my godmother the day before. Ah. Uh, brunch. She threw a big brunch for the whole, all the folks. It was popping. It was lit. Oh, man. Wow. So fun. I had, you know, I had just moved to New York maybe like two months ago. So it wasn't, I wasn't in New York too long. She was like, yeah, you know. So it sounds like one of your first times coming back since you moved Woo. I was like, she was like, yo, I'm going to come to New York. I'm going to come see you. I was like, bad, bad, bad. We had planned out everything. Man, it was lit. It was lit. It was lit. And then she died. She died the next day, and she died. (laughs) How do you feel about it, like, now, looking in retrospect? It's about to be December. So this is the kill, right? For a long time, shit wasn't real. Didn't think about it. Went back to New York, came to the funeral, did all that. Didn't care at all. Let it happen. Shit was cool. And then, earlier this year, the shit hit me. Mm. Like a ton of fucking breath. Wow. I don't remember when. I don't remember what. But I was like, yo, my godmother's dead. Yeah. I said, like, nah, nah, she been, but no, she's dead. She ain't now coming back to her. What an episode. And I remember <laughs> when that hit me. Like, that was the moment I was like, dog, she's dead. It's been a year, right? Right. So for like the whole like beginning of the year, I was just like, yo, that's crazy. You know, like... Laughing through shit, trying mm-hmm. to make shit funny, ha ha ha. But every day, I would go home from work and think like, "Yo, my godmother's dead." Right. <laughs> and it was funny. Like I still got her little uh, funeral thing. Yeah. I would look at it from now. I'd be like, "Damn, she probably proud of me." Like, Hazy thoughts was going good. She is proud. Of Everything me. was man. I was like, "Yo, she'd be so proud of me," but she's dead. Just know she's the first person to persuade us to vote. Like, she was like, yo, go Obama. She loved Obama so much. She was yeah. like, yeah, that, the- she stopped us when we was in the middle of the session in front of his house. She stopped us and we were like, told us. She was like, yo, y'all voting? And then we were just like, we was like, can't call it type chat. Yeah, you know. And then she went, she yeah. went out, oh, put her man. purse down, came back and all that. She was like, put that out. And then made Rash, stop. Rash wrapped us up for like 30, 45 minutes. Mm. And we was like, kid, like, it's an injustice. And we yeah. don't. 
type shit. So it was it was crazy, but like I said, the first two months of the year when it, it was like, yo, that happened, Charles. And we was doing, I remember we, we take a break every sort of end of the years, you know, just mm-hmm. the recruitment shit. But when we came back, like like I said, it was real, real. And the thing is, like, I told I tell Mook a lot of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so Mook knew about this. And you know, Omatic knew about it through the podcast. But like I said, a lot of it was through humor. Right. It's only recently that like I sort of gotten over that. I'd mm-hmm. say like at the end of the summer, because her birthday is in June. Oh. And we threw a we threw the cookout and we did all that shit. But I think it was after the second cookout. And like a lot of it wasn't like it was a lot of family like I had my my sisters, my cousins, old Maddox, mom, aunt. A lot of family was there, and it was just like, wow. Nana pulled up the ball. You know, everything was so like it was so family, and it was like everything's okay, Charles. And that was the first time in like a whole half year that I felt like okay. Like you know what I'm saying? And my thing about the mental health thing is that it's really easy to talk about it. When it's sort of like not you, when it's not you, <laughs> you know, it's it's real easy to tell people to like, hey, feel better, hey, mm-hmm. you know, be happy, hey, don't don't cry, right? You know, like I got tears in my eyes right now, like yeah. you know, it's it's really easy to say that stuff when it's not you, right? And it's really easy to sort of try to tell people when to like feel okay about stuff, right? And I think for me personally. In like July, when I when it finally like everything was okay, it allowed me to sort of look at everything differently now. So it's like I can't look at someone who says like something happened to me a long time ago and be like, "Why are you just now saying it now?" Mm-hmm. I, I can't say why are you just now saying it. Right. But also, I have to look at, and this is probably going to be something fucked up. But I also have to look at it from like you have to keep going. Right. And while that seems like you contradict yourself, it's like maybe I did, but for a long time in the beginning of the year, I just felt like mentally just stuck. Right. I felt like every moment I had a good thing happen, I come home and I think about the fact that she's dead. I think I get you. And it was like I couldn't move past one or the other. I was just sort of stuck on go. It was like, all right, yeah, this happened, but nah, she's dead. Well, you did good on. But now she's dead. Mm-hmm. And it was like every time I was coming back to the same point, I was like, right. fuck, why do I keep. That's depression. See? And the thing was, you hear everyone talking about it, you hear right. everyone saying it. But it's like, you don't want to believe you're depressed. Yeah. How could you? I think the issue is people don't realize like depression isn't always constant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's stagnant. It's a scatter plot. It comes, it goes. People have seasonal depression. People have... My mom, she gets depressed when it's people, times that they're dying. When it's time that people die that I know about, I go into regressive, like, maladaptive behaviors, meaning they're not good for me. You couldn't... Mal means bad in Spanish, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, maladaptive basically means, like, behaviors you've adapted to over time, but they're actually not good for you long-term. Like, yeah, it worked as a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. But as a 20-year-old, it's not. Question, guys. If it's red, is it on mute? No. You're good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought the depression because I was looking at, like, I can't be depressed. Mm. Like, not me. My mom was in denial about me being how, depressed. How could I be depressed? Everything's good for Chuck. Yeah. But I think, like I said, I finally I had to be like, yo, you're depressed. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way that 
you could do something good one day right. and then at that same night I'm yeah. talking like three hours later be by myself like right. damn she's dead yeah when you left with those thoughts hold on right. <clears throat> first time I ever realized I was like kid like this mental health shit business when I was in North Carolina truck shop like uh, I had a job for like six months out of the 26 months I was there mm. you know what I'm saying so it was just like even when I was working it was just like I might not be able to keep this jump. You know right. what I'm saying? Then it's just like, so one day I was in my backyard just smoking and shit. And then, like, everything hit me. Like, me and my mother's situation, my father passed, me and my father relationship, me and my father couldn't, re- couldn't mend our relationship before he died. We was emailing the night before he died. Oh, man. It's all you know what I'm saying? I woke up to an email from him. Didn't reply. Three hours later, me and Chuck and P get done playing basketball. P drops me off at my house. Before P walks out the door, I'm like, what? And then I hang up the phone. P like, what's wrong? Because I'm just standing in my room frozen. Right. And he's just like, what's wrong? I was like, my father died. He was like, you good? I was like, I might just take a shower. I'm going to hit your phone in a minute. Right. He was like, all right, I'll be back in a few hours. That's, like, cool. that's chill that he came. He's and like, then, nah, he's like, there's one thing, like, even when Chuck yeah. ran up a pack, like, right. that day, like, he pulled up on me, like, yeah. and called me. I appreciate, like, I appreciate y'all bond. We stood in my doorway Yo, for 20 minutes. Cried. And yeah. he just cried. Like, I'm hugging my friend. But you know, Man. you know how many you know men saying? don't have that type of relationship? See, that's the thing it about really it. breaks my heart sometimes. And that's, you know, and that's what I was getting to, like, when I was, because when I was doing, like, in that moment. Like, I cried for, like, an hour. Right. Like, and I was smoking. Jay went out, dropped a Jay, lost a Jay, didn't look right. forward. Like, I was just crying. Yeah. And then I went in the house, and, like, I hit Chuck, and I was just like, bro, I'm fucked up. Yeah. Like, and he was like, and I just let him, and I just sent him, like, five paragraphs. Right. And I was just like, bro, I'm fucked up. Yeah. And my- I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm lost out this job. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, three months later, God blessed me, let me come back home, came home to a job. This nigga said we about to start a podcast. All that shit came. He got me another job. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Yeah, Yay. I mean, but see, that's my, like, I really want to have this conversation because it's like, when you really just leave that shit bottled in, and that's low key, we do this shit, this mm-hmm. podcast, even the funny joints, even like the, the stupid stripper shits, we do it because. We just want people to be able to get it out. Right. Like, my thing is that... And that's why we had a guest that we had. Yeah, you know what I'm like, saying? A lot of people just want to talk. They want to talk about shit, they get it out. Because, like, yeah. Twitter's not a space, space like a... That's my point. That's my point is like... I know y'all shit. follow me in the past. I go on rant. Yeah, yeah, hold on. <laughs> but, like, sometimes your rants be needed, yeah, though. But that's yeah. like, and my thing is that, like, while Twitter is a good space, yo, it's sometimes... It's not a safe form, It's right? not a form where people feel trusted. Like, right. my, my thing here is that, like, when you do this, when we're doing this here... This is just for the. Sh- this is for for whoever wants to listen to right, take it. That's true. And then use it for whatever. So like, and I think it's like that's the point of like to do something on mental health after you just did something about you know your 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 funny white friend who is cool as shit at kickball and you got right. drunk and you mm-hmm. talk politics and other strippers right. and shit like life is about all these things. Yes, life exactly. You know, life doesn't just. And at your job, right? And at like your relationship, right? It it goes on in all these different directions, and I guess that's what the high codes and then is for, like to do these things in all these different directions. So, wow, 
that was a lot intense yeah. we got a lot of stories out my brother I love you forever my guy I appreciate being a part of this yeah. moment guys I love you too forever sound man my guy beautiful thing um but let's keep going and let's keep talking about you we did okay. a lot of talking about us oh yeah. I have a good segue yeah um so like my book that no, I, I was wrote, actually about to ask about your book so it's um my author name on the book is Janae mm-hmm. uh, that's my middle name so basically it's called sunshine so something y'all don't really know i've been depressed since i was probably in elementary school um my family is very big my mom is like one of 99 great grandkids so that's why i didn't stay in north carolina that's where my family's from Mm. i'm we i was born in dc but we moved back after my mother father passed away like kindergarten first grade i came back in second grade but i moved in capitol heights around third grade so i i grew up in pg but i still used to go back to north carolina for like holidays in the summer yeah so it's like you still have that knowledge of the difference um my great grandmother i when she died i was holding her hand so uh she like she died of a broken heart basically um i talk about that in the book and uh she like i used to just hear her screaming out her husband's name like that's what she would do in the middle of the night and it's like one day she was just talking to me and she was like i don't want to live no more like i wish i could put you in my will but you know like basically saying i'm done so like when you said that that kind of like took me back about like the person saying on that so she took her last three breaths and then i went to go get my grandmother but it was like that was when i was like eight so yeah so like then when i'm 11 in middle school first of all in middle school it's crazy because while you're going through puberty they should not be teaching these children what they learning because your body somebody explained it perfectly children in puberty are like a drunk are like drunk people that's why they're up down over here over there they're just their body is doing too many changes um I was 11, turning 12, and I found out my grandma had breast cancer. And it's like, that whole process is just so much. That's why I don't even talk about that for real in the book. I just state it as it is, and I move on. It's like, um, but, like, my grandma had to deal with, like, she used to wear afros and stuff, and she used to do the transition all the time. She, like, had to learn how to wear wigs. And then, like, once she started chemo, like, that shit fucked me up. Because it's like seeing somebody go through that and seeing, like, it just sucks the life out of them. That really, yeah. So it's like, my mom, when I met Nish, that was when my grandma was going through all the stuff. And uh, I stayed with her one week while my mom went down to, like, work, um, sit with my my grandma. And uh, my mom knew that she was, like, that was it. But she didn't want me to see it happen. Cause like we was going to a lot of funerals when I I went to like I want to say about I'm, I might be slicing it by like seven but twenty funerals at least by middle school like a lot of people was dying I I told my mom one of ninety nine yeah that's what, you get what I'm saying so it's yeah. like endless old people are yeah. dying right now so uh yeah we uh my. All right, so my mom co-worker drove me to meet my dad, y'all. I ain't even going to get into the relationship with me and my dad right now, but uh, but that was a part of my depression and mental health. But he he meets me. It's already weird as shit because I don't talk to him, so I'm like, why is he picking me up? He don't even visit me. Like, this is crazy. So I tell him that day that I don't like him. You know, like, why are you never around? Why are you not at my birthday parties? So I'm having this whole conversation. I'm like, thank God we made it to my grandma's house. Let me go see my grandma. And I run in the house. And like her medicine, like the medical bed, not there no more. I don't see no oxygen tanks. So I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then I start seeing like I, I have trauma and triggers from like seeing a lot of people around that only come around when it's funeral time. 
that's a trigger for me because mm. it's like I'm lonely. I'm an only child, and my mother left North Carolina, so I don't have family here. That's you know bad. what I'm saying? I have like one cousin that I really talk to around here, so it's like I know what it's like to be lonely. I know what the difference is when it's a lot of people around, and you don't know because you're not in my shoes. Because when I'm by myself, I'm by myself. You know, so those thoughts, those thoughts don't go. Yeah. Away. <laughs> so like, uh, so away. I basically like I spaz. I was like, people only want to come around when it's fucking funerals, and I just ran into the bathroom but that was the day like I was just like fuck all of y'all like that was just my thought I was like it's me and my mother it you know what I'm saying like I, I was just pissed and it's like that was the day that I checked out that was the day I became a zombie that was the day that I became this person that puts on a smile to mask everything she's going on I just I was over dealing with people because it's like they don't really want to know you know and uh and it's weird because of when you say that, um, this is all in the book, correct? Mm-hmm. Please go check that out. Oh, I'm, I'm a, before I finish that last point. How can they get? Because I don't want to get let's get too caught off track. Oh. Like, how can they get the book? And it's all a that? website called Lulu.com. L-U-L-U.com. It's for self-publishers. I also have a publishing company. If anybody's interested in writing their own book, um, we can discuss how to get that done. Um, it's called Revolu- Revolution Through Revelation. I just feel as though like. I know personally, I speak about black people because I don't have time to worry about if other races feel inclusive, but um, our black stories need to be told. Like, I know now that I'll never have to really try and remember how to explain myself to my grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm at a place right now where I can remember some stuff because I've repressed a lot, but it's like I wrote it down, and now that is something that they now know and now they can learn from the shit that I've done and not make those same mistakes or not feel less than because life you know what I'm saying like I just be I used to feel worthless and I, I had to like admit that to myself like this year in therapy you this know, year and you know what um, I mean I'm probably gonna be all over the place but the thing about um, I, oh, I fuck with so the much. book is called Sunshine by Janae cause I forgot Sunshine Tangents. by Janae right. Lulu.com make sure you get that um, thing about therapy, I, I, I was just sort of, I think it's good for a culture is that the more people who sort of get in therapy, the more people are willing to talk about exactly. sort of what happens in the exactly. therapy. And because of that, people are sort of willing to sort of divulge this sort of need for help and all right. these other things. And I think even for those who don't do it, you get some of it right. through the fact that all this is happening. So, like, the realization that, like, I feel like I came to earlier this year it wasn't like therapy induced, but I have a friend who's going, who's currently working on her, um, exactly on her masters, right, in sort of the same field. Yeah. And it's weird how whether I, I really want to admit it or not, I use her as a therapist. Yeah, that's no, a that's that's facts. You always have one person that's your therapist, and you know, and I, and it's weird because it's, I was going through some like job shit, and I told her I had a dream that like. Um, like I was dying mm. and she was like a lot of times that means something's about to change like wow death is like uh, a metaphor for change I did a what you call like them, spreading and skin time. I had you know the people that do tarot cards mm-hmm. this girl did a free reading for me mm-hmm. I can't remember her name I should advertise her <laughs> but uh, she did a free reading for me and mine was death and I got scared cause I've, I used to call myself a black widow I was like anybody I love is gonna die um but she was like, it means rebirth. Yeah, so when she told me that, I was like, because I was like, and then I'm telling you, early in the year, I'm going through all this shit with mm-hmm. mom. So I'm thinking like, 
And me and my friend P, at one time, he's like, yo, we're going to die when we're 26. I'm 26. Mm. So I was going through, like, a lot, like, yo, am I, like, am I fucking with my, I was like, yo, am I now fucking with myself mentally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, am I putting you this could, in my subconsciously. head? I was like, am I putting this shit in my head? But then when I talked to her, she was like, nah, it's sort of rebirth. It means something's about to change. And when I tell you that put me at an ease, two weeks, I lied to you now, two or three weeks later, I got um, uh, something from my boss. who was like, yo, we're about to start working on a new project and a new different job. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then I told my, my coworkers, hold on, hello? <laughs> you outside? Yeah, I'm outside now. Bet, about to come in the door. Front front door. I got the new job and we started working there in like two other weeks. And I told my coworkers and they were like, "Wow!" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Can we keep talking or should we start? Okay. So the crazy thing about the rebirth is death has taught me how to live. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a zombie. I don't like. I don't want to not care about myself. I got cavities for the first time in my life at 25. That's I'm right. sorry, 24. Mm -hmm. And I cried in the um, in the dentist. dentist because I've never had cavities. Have y'all seen how I eat candy? No. Yeah. I you go in. Yeah, you we used to I, go with the, um, the little yeah. gooey joints yeah. back Hello. in Philly. How are you? Artificial man. How are you? And I've What's never that? had cavities. So yeah. it, it really, like, I had to start reflecting on myself. So fun thing, fun fact about 2016, I lost two friends. The first one, because this was my first break, summer 2016. I ain't have to worry about school. I was done teaching. I taught summer school from 8 to 9.30, and then I'm free for the rest of the day. I still get my same paycheck every two weeks. It's chill. I don't have, I don't have nothing to worry about. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit outside in color, listen to music, smoke a J. So I'm sitting there. Guy sits down on the stoop, and he, like, I played a song, and I think he was like, what do you know about that, right? Some shit. So fast forward, I'm talking to him for, like, 30 days. I had fallen in love with this guy because every day I get off at 9.30, I sit there. Niche don't get off till 5. So I'm sitting there talking to him from 9.30 to 5 on the stoop. Conversation. It, you know how many guys don't have standards and they would have just said, can we go inside? This nigga, like, talked to me from... So, a month later, he gets shot and killed. I saw him earlier that day. I was leaving the house. I heard the shots. And I heard somebody scream, like, not ring. And I was just like, maybe I'm just hearing that shit. But it's like, something told me, nah. But it's like, I kept calling him, nothing. So then, uh... My friend called me, that's like his brother, and he just like was like, I want to let you know what happened. So that fucked me up, right? Because it's like, again, Black Widow, that all that shit comes back again. Anybody I'm going to love is going to die. What the fuck? I would... So, fast forward, I was like going into like bad depression. Like, I'm not eating, I'm not sleeping. I'm still, like, home for summer now because it's still, like, three weeks left. So all I'm doing is crying. And it's like, it is, I, I don't text people and say, just, I'm not going to talk. I need my space this time. I don't want to talk to anybody. So, like, Niche was with me, but, like, ain't nobody really hip. And it's like, I'm still living on the same street. Like, he got shot right on the corner. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm still in the same street. So it's like I got to see all the people outside that's coming up to me because we sitting on my stoop for a month. They hip that we cool, like we friends. Mind you, I'm not dating this guy. It's literally like he became my best friend. Like we really bonded. He helped me believe in myself, trust myself. He the one that told me like, yes, rap. You know how many niggas I don't fuck with that liked rapping, had studios, and they still always tried to like play me when I said that I was interested in it? It's like I be speaking some real ass shit. And the crazy thing is like, I be because of that not feeling worthy I allowed some of their needing like I allowed myself to need their validation type shit so I didn't trust myself it's like he made me actually become interested in myself again and just acknowledge myself that shit was so beautiful he was my fucking angel you know what I'm saying it's like it wasn't meant for us to be together like I understand that but it was like I'm so happy that he made it that far in life just because he had to meet me so I talk about that in my book because it's like that's what inspired it. Like I had to make sure I didn't go back to that place that I was at. Like Kipper, I created that out of depression. Like I was switching schools so much. Like I was at Flowers ninth grade, then I had to go to Oxon Hill. I ain't know none of them children. I ain't never <laughs> been about children that were so like normally rich. I don't I don't know how to explain that, no. but like they are very wealthy we in had, that area. I had a conversation about like. PG County's richness and on a on a future episode we will be talking about the gentrification if black people can't be gentrified you should stay around you might you might be interested in the next conversation but uh (laughs) um yeah continue please Uh, so yeah uh basically he made me realize I've been lusting a long time like I'm about to share something with y'all that y'all might have known might have not known from my depression, one of my maladaptive behaviors is I have an addictive personality. Therefore, when I was depressed, like with dealing with stress in college, first of all, I was already, let me rewind, let me not try and blame it on college. When I was stressed in life, I turned to masturbation. I was in denial for a long time about that one. I just was like, no, I'm not. You know, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but like girls aren't giving it like guys are giving that. So it's like I guilt trip myself because it's like it's a sin. I'm going to die. I'm going to go to hell because I like to masturbate. No, my health teacher, see, my blessing for going to Flowers. The health teacher at Flowers said, if we taught masturbation instead of abstinence, we would not have to deal with so many pregnancies or STDs. And that is the truest shit ever because most of the time, uh, yes, most of the time, I done had sex with somebody. (laughs) If I would have just busted nut by myself in the beginning, I wouldn't have even went to go fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like niggas are taught that sometimes. Post nut clarity is definitely something niggas are taught. Females are not giving that logic. And do you wonder why that nigga just got to breathe on your neck and you about to lose it? It's like you need to bust the nut by yourself. So I was in denial about that. So when I went to college, it's like I'm not by myself. Now I have roommates. I can't really because, huh? Like, you know what I'm saying? It changes how you can masturbate. I was alone by myself. As a child, my mom worked. So it's like, I'm not saying I was masturbating all the time, but it's like, if I if <laughs> I want to do if I want to do a puzzle today, a jigsaw puzzle, I might masturbate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who, knows? Who knows? I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes because I was like, I need my fix. You know what I'm saying? Like, take it to the shower. So you can't do that in them dorm-ass showers. Therefore, you have to fuck people now. For me, that's my logic as a adolescent yeah, 18, not living 19, in your house uh-huh. with your mama. So, um... Mind you, I lost my virginity and I had sex for two years. 
I don't know. I think, oh, my mom told me if I was going to have sex, I had to get on birth control because I have this honesty policy where I had to tell her after I lost my virginity. I was like, I can't go into the new year not telling my mom I feel bad. So I told her and she was like, oh, we're going to put you on birth control. Yo, I spotted for like two weeks. I was like, fuck this. I just won't have sex. So... I asked, uh, so when I'm leaving for college, I turn up again. And, uh, well, not again. I turn up for the first time. And when I get to college, I find out, oh, you have an addictive personality. You're addicted to this shit because this is your happy moment. That was my happy moment. School sucks. You know what I'm saying? Parties come on the weekends. I'm not going to parties during weekdays because I got to go to class. And I got to go to class. So, um, the things that I can do on weekdays, though... Is have sex. sex. So it's like, it became like, just, I, and it's not like I just go around fucking everybody. It's just like, I get one person and I go in. And it's like, <laughs> I I had to start acknowledging, like, I objectify men. Like, I, I grew, we grew up in like the 2000s, like, and men objectified the shit out of women. So what that taught me is, oh, this is how we respect each other. I didn't grow up with my dad. This is just me learning from my outside sources. My mom tried to give me examples, but you take in what you take in. So, um, yeah, uh, the addictive personality got way out of hand. But it's like now, because I'm actually able to acknowledge I'm lonely, you know, um, I just want company that stays. I just want love. I'm I'm such a sucker for love, and it, like, kills me because, because I'm so aggressive and because I'm so flat, that's something taught from my family. I can't help it. Like, I could really love you, and I'm saying it, but, like, me and my mom had the driest moment, and it was very beautiful of what we said, but it's like, sometimes that just is, and it's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, that's why I'm overly expressive because I know I'm not, in, um, not, not, I'm intimate. I'm not affectionate. I feel that, because that's how I feel like I am. Like, me and my father feel like the same yeah. way. Like, ask Mook, like, that's my guy. Like, yeah. that shit is weird. But, mm-hmm. like, it's beautiful moments. Exactly. When they, like, when they we'll have. just be, like, talking. And it's yeah. not like I ever say, like, I, I just recently started saying I love you to him, like, in my 26th year of mm-hmm. because someone pointed out to me, like, you should say that. Yeah. So my mom, she, she her her mother didn't say it. My grandma didn't say it. Yeah, I don't think my, anyone said and, it. And she said, <laughs> I bad. wanted to hear that more, so I'm going to say that to you, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to tell my mom recently, I appreciate that you changed that. You changing that did not, does not mean that you think that grandma was a bad mother. So when I'm asking you to change something, or I'm just acknowledging that I want to change it, understand, it's not me saying you're a bad mother. Mm-hmm. It's me saying, I need more. You know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up in different times. You're, like, the cow you built up to certain stuff is different mind you my mom is a social worker so she raised me to express myself which it fucks me up that she is in such denial sometimes about the shit I'm going through but I think it's just because I'm her child so it's like oh my baby what did I do but I'm like you gotta stop taking it personal the logic that children have to create and connect shit will never make sense to the person that raised them it is made like you just I told myself my mom works a lot let me stop asking for shit and maybe she'll work less that did not work let me tell you something that I had a conversation with a friend the other day about feelings. Mm-hmm. In particular, feelings towards your parents. Because mm-hmm. me and Mook were talking about um, mommy issues, but mommy issues with dudes. Right. And my thing was, I have a brother who's older than me. We don't have the same father. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I was, I was pretty hell-bent that my mother liked him more than me. Mm-hmm. There was really nothing... 
no really factual evidence here. None at all. If we're going to be honest. Like, she, my mom, she probably, she calls hard for both of us. She right. talks bad about both of us. So right. it's not really like I had true evidence, but my nine-year-old, right. ten... You saw one moment I and conjured, it mm-hmm. I conjured up the fact that mommy loves him more than she loves right. you. Someone had to tell me, Charles, you have mommy issues. I was like, how the fuck do I... Like, I'm like, how do I have this? No, I don't. They were like, yes. And listen right. how you talk about your brother. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So you are right. So I do feel some sort of way right. towards her because of that. And the thing is, once I... It's weird <laughs> because when I'm going through all these sort of things, as we've talked about, it never occurs to me. It always takes a lot of times someone else being him with the, you know, you have mommy issues right. to make me be like... He told me I had daddy issues. I had a good... And, and, that's, and that's really how it... And that's the thing. Like I said, a lot of this is in jest. So right. it's it's kind of crazy that like the humor allows to yeah. open up in these ways, right. but that's how me and him work. So when he said the thing about the mommy, I really had to look and be like, yo, why do I feel this way towards her? Right. And this was sort of, I think, earlier this year, too. Wow, a lot of shit happened this year. Mm-hmm. And when that happened... We expressed a lot. Me and her started talking more. Yeah. Just off of some... Because you don't realize what you do to people when you have that subconscious exactly. like there. And the thing is, like, I'll talk to my dad about anything in God's green earth two times on Sunday. <laughs> I won't talk to my mother about anything. Right. So more recently, like, I remember I moved one time and she didn't know for, like, two months. Wow. Because I was just like, yo, I told my father... He's you married tell to her. He's married to my mother. Everybody tell. Don't tell her, and if he doesn't, you know, whatever. But now, like, I just moved again, and I told her through the whole process, like, hey, right. I'm going through this, I'm doing that, and I'm How doing that. How does it feel to like have that like different? It feels good because it it makes me realize that I do this thing where like when it comes to women, I'm always trying to help them mm-hmm. because my whole idea was that if I always help my mom. She'll like me more than much. She likes oh, my brother. Oh shit! I just realized that. That's crazy. That's the reason. So when it comes to like chicks, I always want to help them. Mm. I always want to be like, yo, yo, you need this? Right. Oh, all right, all right. Because my thing is that if I help you, right, you'll like me more. You'll like me more. That's crazy. That's just my. That's my thing with chicks. That's wow. So the thing is, like, doing this is like now I don't feel the need to sort of. For better or worse, just be like, yo, I want to yeah, help chicks now. Give so much of yourself. I'm now like, it's just like, oh, you know, for the people who I do, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you can get yourself now right. because I don't, <laughs> I just honestly don't feel, and it's weird. It's once again, I just don't really feel indebted in this way anymore to be like over exertly want attention. Because that was my Aww. thing. Like, my aunts, everybody like loved Charles. But it's like, yo, my mom don't love me. And it was a, yeah. always this weird concept. Uh, as humans. Godmother. Right. Oh, shit. Because that's my, like, that's see, my this baby. this is the levels of life I be talking about. This shit is, like, layered. No, when Kendrick Lamar said, that's my baby, when she died, my heart, yo. It's a vicious cake. I was like, yeah. wow. Like, she's the reason why I fuck with light skin women so much. Okay. I swear to God on anything. Because that's my girl. Like, that was my girl. Mm. All morning. I love that woman to the day I die. That was my girl. So, like, everything I see, I see through, like, a prism, like, her. That's wild. But, yeah. Um, wow. So I this a... is the greatest conversation we've had in a long time. Like, um, thank you so much, Kev. No problem. So, I actually have something to follow up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daddy issues, I found that out my freshman year in college um, when I went to their... I went to therapy because I was like, I have an addiction. I cannot stop fucking. Um, and I found out you haven't grieved your grandma. 
and you are waiting for your dad to explain why he won't be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I've been waiting, like, just to understand how is it. Like, my mom and my dad were high school sweethearts. And literally, they come back together 10 years later. She gets pregnant, and now he's cheating. He's doing his own thing. He's still with my stepmom now. Uh, So it's like, (laughs) um, once I was told about my daddy issues, I had to acknowledge, like, I have distant relationships with men because that's the relationship I was introduced to. And I'm okay with that because that's all I know. So it's like something is better than nothing. And I can have, I was like, I had to start acknowledging that like, uh, even though, even though um, I, I keep talking to better, if all these other niggas I was talking to was shit and negative, better can still be zeros. You know, that's a bar. So it's like uh, I had to acknowledge it because when I looked at my book, I read some I wrote, and I wrote some about you said it, my, my sister. I have a younger sister, mm, and I, I reached that. out to her recently. Yeah, I have an older brother, a stepbrother, younger sister, and some other ones trickled down too. And he got some other ones across the way that he cheated on his wife with. But it's like I don't know those people mm-hmm. for real. I don't really know anybody. So. um like, some of them try and reach out, but it's, like, it's hard. Like, it is really hard, like, to feel like an only child and know you have siblings, Yo, you know? I have the same way. Like, yeah. my parents, I'm their only child together. Right. But I got a brother. Yeah. My dad got And it's weird sometimes because people will joke and be like, oh, you you don't have half. I'm like, well, sometimes I do feel yeah. like I'm the only child. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> but um, I had to realize, like, I don't, I'm, I'm taking some of my anger for my dad out on my sister because it's like, they picked me up one day and mind you they're never really picking me up so they pick me up and then we're going to one of her softball games I used to be in North Carolina during the summers I was a part of Girls Inc y'all remember when that was a thing no? Thing? Nah, Girls Inc. is like a boys and girls club, but it was just for girls. Oh. Yeah, so I used to but go nah, there. Always been inclusive, baby. Yeah, so down south, <laughs> it was a Girls Inc. Okay. So I used to go there. That was where I learned how to play man calling shit. I was on the softball team. He never Ever. came mm-hmm. to any of the games. I was like, this is traumatic for me as a child to know that when I was playing, nobody other than my mom was there. And now here we are at her game, and I'm supposed to be excited. Give me some money so I can get some snacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I found out now, like, I'm on my way to having an eating disorder if I don't figure this shit out. I eat too much or I don't eat enough because I eat my feelings, you know? Um, but I wrote down, like, I don't know how to like my sister because she has everything that I thought that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I'm still blessed because, God forbid, I have no idea what she's going through living in a household with that man. You know what I'm mm. saying? But... At the same time, it's like it's really hard for me to bond with her because she still calls him daddy. I never even had a bond to even understand how to use those words. You know what I'm saying? It's always been like sperm donor or, oh, yeah, well, that's my father. You know what I'm saying? Some real generic, not connected type shit. shit. Yeah, like... Book feels that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. So it's like, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, the, the, father the father part, part like, I'm very... It's, yeah. it's, it is what it <laughs> no, is. No, my pops. You know? Yeah. And it's like, she, like, would tag me in pictures where he's holding her, and I'm just like, son, that's not my dad. So I'm not into this shit. Like, I don't... I don't I don't want to be the asshole that removes myself from the tag, but at the end of the day, like... I got to. I, I keep coming... I, I was chasing this nigga as a child. I wrote him letters. I wrote him emails. I used to call him and text him. My number has been the same since the fourth grade. Since the fourth fucking grade. I'm like, at this point, I think your number's wrong. <laughs> 
he popped up on my 15th birthday. Mind you, this is how my best friends met my dad. And come to find out, he wasn't up there because um, it, was it was my birthday. He was up there because Obama was at a GW game. Wow. For my stepbrother. My stepbrother played a GW. <laughs> so it's like all the family came up to see Obama at the game. I, it's like, so you realized that you were in the area and you text me for my address. You know what I'm saying? That's why you pop up, mind you. Um, he realizes it's my birthday because my mom like, so let me find out Obama got to be at a game for you to see your daughter. You know what I'm saying? He pulls out, like, all the money in his pocket. I'm just like, thanks, great. That was actually the first time I smoked weed on my birthday. And, like, I ate some pizza with the money. I bought pizza for my whole... Because I used to have sleepovers. Mm, Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, people be like, I mean, you know, just forgive them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, it wasn't consistent. Yeah, it wasn't. Until, like, college. Oh no! Oh, no. It was, it was right, consistent at fifteen. Yeah, no, no, no. Fifteen. 16 it was like I had like <laughs> six, 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 I had like I want to say once every three months. Oh. Yeah, I was chilling. Fifteen, I was like once every like other other day. Sixteen, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I, I got this day. Yeah, Imagine. yeah and exactly. Then Seventeen, it was like, fuck you guys, I get hot. Yeah. And we've been doing that since then. Yeah. <laughs> once but, I moved in the uh, what was that shit called? The Edge, edge? and I stuffed yeah. that fucking towel. I used to hot box with some Seven Eleven wings. Oh, I was good. By myself. Uh, nah, we, yes. Oh man, we used to get high a lot at Temple. Yes. We, we had some good we had, so, I have so many pictures and videos. We had some good I had, times. I, I unblocked my Jeesh Kip. I had to block it because we had a supervisor at one point. Somebody snitched to her and told her what my shit is. You cannot find my shit unless you search it. Mm. You gotta know Jeesh Kipper. Mm. So she searched and she was like, oh, you don't smoke? And I was like, damn, private, 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 private. <laughs> But now I just unblocked it. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, Kip. Well, um, we've had a great conversation. There was so much stuff we didn't get to yeah. that we need to. So you're coming back. Okay. This, this was this was more than therapy. This was good for the soul right now. Yeah. Anything you want to plug or shout out before yeah, we say... We shed tears. Before we uh, leave today. You're um, coming back. So, you know, if you want to hold on for it, we can we go. Yeah. But let them know something. Shut your book at lulu.com. Lulu.com, Sunshine by Janae. Um, it's basically just to inspire people to share their stories. You never know how what you're speaking up for can inspire someone else. And the publishing company? Uh, Revolution through Revelation. If you want to get, um, if, if anybody is like an inspiring writer or something wants to get with you, how should they do that? Uh, my email is revolution through revelation at gmail.com. Yeah, him, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Kip. Yay.